genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Clerks one minute at a time. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And today we are covering Minute 74 of Clerks, quite possibly the greatest ready minute ever. And we're joined live from Club Obi-Wan by <laughs> Jerry Porter of the Indiana Jones Minute. How's it going? I'm happy to be here. We're very happy to have you here. There's a lot of relationship stuff going on this week, and I know you're an expert. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so in necrophilia uh, relationships, that's that's why they call me. I, I do. I believe you minored in that in college. I did. Yes. Yeah. It was, yeah. A, school, it was a school in Ohio. Yeah, I, actually, I caught you on uh, the Rocky minute where you were on there covering the uh, the never ending date between Rocky and Adrian. And as I was listening to it, I'm like, he thinks this is an awkward date. Wait till he gets on to my podcast. <laughs> you know what's hilarious is I, uh, I didn't even, you know, I watched the movie and then I was like, oh, I wonder what minutes they sent me. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you're kidding. So here, and, and then, of course, it was, it was my own quandary. I was like, oh, do I tell him I have to leave early for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I'm very, very glad to be here and discussing this uh, revolting, uh, you know, uh, vignette. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like uh, what uh, Chris and I talked about, this whole movie is actually a series of vignettes from Dante's point of view, mm -hmm. where just crazy customer after crazy customer keeps coming in, and then every once in a while something intersects with his life. And it just so happens that this one is going to more or less ruin his current life. <laughs> You're right. So this minute, his minute 74 begins with Caitlin on cloud nine and ends with Caitlin being a little confused. <laughs> All right. So Caitlin has a, let's just say, varied sexual history. Um, but apparently what I can gather from what's just happened, either she, she really is into some weird stuff or Dante is just a lousy lover normally. <laughs> yeah i think both are all true. she cared about all she cared about was he was ready that's all that mattered to her <laughs> uh, that's well that's true that's true i don't you know is dante a lousy lover do we think he is i mean he, he kind of seems like a guy who cares he actually is somewhat codependent is he not uh, he's probably not a lousy lover he's just he's probably more of the um kisses and hugs cuddles like that type of thing yeah and I'm not sure that, that was, that's what Caitlin is looking for. You got to say, he does keep them coming back, doesn't he? Like, I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, he's he's clearly somebody throughout the movie who, put, who puts others before himself, with the exception of maybe hockey, right? And, 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 and maybe the, the, you know, when they, when they leave to go to the funeral. Um, but, but he's generally, I don't know, he's like an interesting mix of – selfish and 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 also um i wouldn't say selfless but but where, where he's he's doing things that he doesn't want to do you know he's he's, he's sort of pressured in or or coerced or he doesn't know how to tell people no and, and which is pretty much what you know one of the biggest beefs randall has with them <laughs> well since we've come, minute one yeah. of this movie he didn't know how to tell someone no oh, yeah that's a lot of his problem yeah <laughs> sure he seems like, when you watch the movie, he seems like, oh, he's just a nice guy and he's pretty put upon. Having now watched it minute by minute, especially the last three weeks that Chris and I have been subject to of him and Caitlin talking, mm -hmm. you realize 
he's kind of garbage, especially yeah. to Veronica. Yeah. He's qu- yeah. quite literally setting up a date with his ex-girlfriend Yeah, when he's supposed to meet his actual girlfriend this very night. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Well, well, I mean, that brings up a bigger point. Is anybody in this movie likable? Randall's likable, but he's anti-hero likable. He's likable Randall's likable he's... while you're watching it, but he wouldn't be likable to be face-to-face with because he's cocky as hell. I, yeah, you and... wouldn't want to meet up with him. No. Well, and I think Randall is uh, – I actually don't think Randall is likable because Randall is one of those people it, – it, it's like he has an answer for everything all the time. And I don't know. Maybe that's his age or maybe that's just his personality. But he's he's impenetrable. It's like no matter what you say, he just – he fires something back and it's, and it's either like, well, you don't fully understand it and you won't. Or, no, that's stupid and you're full of shit. Why would you ever think that? It's, he's, I don't know. He, I, I would not classify him as likable. I think he's comedic relief. I think he does have some great points. I think he has some good insights, even though he delivers them in this snarky fashion. But, uh, you know, I feel like so often his tone, even if he does have something uh, insightful to say, his, his tone you know, occludes the message. You you don't hear I, it because he's coming at you, or he's he's saying, "Nah, that's the, you, you've always said that." Or, or why would you think that? He's just there's there's no softness to him at all. And I would say he he's much like Brody, who shows up in the next movie in Mallrats. And Brody's kind of the same way, but it's almost like they sanded him down a little bit. He's not mm-hmm. quite as not quite as much of an ass to everybody. And for his like in this movie, yeah, he's still an ass though. Yeah, um, Veronica's likable. She's the likable one in this movie. I agree. If if I have to choose somebody, I'd go with Veronica. Veronica's likable. Yeah. And that's why she spends the whole movie having everybody step on her. <laughs> or at least one person. Our, our protagonist sure. who we're supposed to be, you know, following. Well, uh, let me ask What's you... What's the saying? Si- no nice deeds go unpunished? Is that the, yeah, is that the yeah. saying? No nice deeds go unpunished, you know? <laughs> Well, is that is that not in this is, town? Is Silent Bob's is that his whole little his whole raison d'être in this movie? Is I need to point out, you know, everybody's so blind here. I need to point it out with my one line. There's only one person here who's cool in this entire movie, and if you can't see it, then I'll speak. Yeah, right. and he's not even at that point. He might be the third person that points it out. Yeah, because eventually Randall <laughs> just flat out tells him, like, "You're an Speaking idiot." Of- yeah, she's right. bad Jay- for you. You should be with Veronica. Right. Yeah. Speaking of, Jay and Silent Bob are actually likable characters, but they're drug dealers, so I'm not sure if we should like <laughs> them or not. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Jay is a little much. He's a little much. You know, they're all a little much. I mean, I mean, Randall, R- Randall is is like you'd sit him down and say, "Hey, look, man, like." You really got to tone it down a little bit. Like, you have some interesting things to say, and you seem like a pretty cool guy, but it's too much. It's just too much, man. Stop being a dick. Yeah, it's just, it's fucking Tuesday at 11 (laughs) a.m. Chill out, will you? (laughs) Yeah. And and the same, I mean, with with Jay, the the, the great thing about him is he knows who he is, and (laughs) there's only one time I can think where he kind of, he kind of folks, you know, he, he kind of lies or fibs it a little bit. They're like, well, you're a drug dealer. He's like, no, I'm not. And then he's like, hey, man, what do you need? What can I help you with? You're like, but other than <laughs> yeah. that, he's totally pure and he's he knows who he is and he's fine with that. And he's not really, 
you know, he's he's not suggesting otherwise. But I wouldn't call him likable. I mean, he says some pretty incendiary things for, <laughs> to strangers <laughs> for no reason. You know. Yeah, but he he definitely reminds me of a of people you knew if they he, he's he's a he's a sweet kid. He's just from a bad place. So even when he's saying really, he can get away with saying things that if you said, you would immediately be slapped in the face. Oh, yeah. And yes. for whatever reason, he can say it, and everybody's like, oh, that Jay. <laughs> like know? when he's yelling sluts across the street earlier? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not I sure. I feel like it's, if I did that, there's a different reaction. Is it, is yeah. That's <laughs> true. But is that because you see him as a sweet kid, or is that because he's truly menacing? See, because a guy like that in my neighborhood, I would feel was like menacing. And I'd be like, ah, I mean, if I, I mean, this guy just called me a slut. Like, Jesus. I mean, like, I'd be like, do I really want to engage with this guy? Like, nothing good is going to come from it. He's either going to beat me over the head with a skateboard or I don't know what's going to happen. He's going to steal my bike or, you know. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily let him go and be like, "Ah, you know what? I knew him in sixth grade, and he just had a tough sixth grade. That's all." I think most people consider him not threatening. More of a like. I think a lot of people consider them ridiculous. Sure, sure. Like they're trying to be cool, and compared to some of the people we're going to see in this movie, they probably are. Sure. (laughs) But I think the vast majority of people walk by and just like, "Look at these losers." Right, right, right. (laughs) Uh, I had in my notes that I really enjoy Caitlin's line reading of. He was just ready. <laughs> uh, for, like for a, a movie that's not exactly, yeah, it's not packed with professional actors. Uh, she really uh, lands that one. Yeah, yeah. Now I have a question with this. With this minute, within the first fifteen seconds, they show that counter where the Applejacks and the Yuhu were. Mm-hmm. Where are they? They're not there anymore. Uh, the Chinese the, food uh, container's still there. Yeah. But the, the Applejacks and the Yuhu have disappeared. They come back. Chris, you might have found the one flaw in this movie. <laughs> they, no, I, I was looking for him too, and I didn't find it. And I wondered, maybe they got knocked down when uh, he threw the jacket and it made a loud noise. Maybe that's to, what yeah. happened. <laughs> I don't know. You, you mean you a louder noise? It's a louder right. noise than Dante's sweater? Because <laughs> We did speak about Dante's sweater that you missed, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He that's is right. 90s dressed up. We figured that out. Oh, yeah. He's... He's got 90s coming out of his pores. <laughs> Do you think he left his House of Pain shirt on and just threw that on over top of it? I hope not. He went home for an hour to shower. That's true. But he made it back in time to, to bang uh, Caitlin in the bathroom. <laughs> um, I, I have a question for you guys. <laughs> so at what point along this minute do you think people start realizing there's an issue? I think we're at about 20 seconds in when Dante realizes something is up. And yeah, then, his face gets really strange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. And and then when you do think, you know, when you do realize something is up, what is the story that you construct? Yeah. If you're yeah, if you're Dante from second 20 until Randall is accused of possibly being the person, what are you thinking happened? I mean, that had to be where I would have gone. Randall, who else is in the store? Yeah. <laughs> I would have thought Randall did it. I might have thought she was just, you know, having a go at me, like she was just joking with me. <laughs> sure. Because, I mean, if you're doing the Sherlock Holmes thing where you're, you know, you're eliminating the impossible, <laughs> in your mind, it never enters that there's there's a corpse in there. No, 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 no. It's it, this is I I kind of feel like this is one of those Quentin Tarantino things where you're like, oh boy, this is bad. I mean, there there could have been like. Uh, 
what if the Budweiser guy came in and he was he was stocking the beers in the freezer or something like that or working in the back and then he happened to go into the restroom and uh, what if that uh, you know what what if she ran into him and there was some miscommunication that's that's like wouldn't that be crazy and you're like no it's much much worse yes <laughs> and we mentioned it when the when that when that customer came in at that point there had been like such a just a cacophony of crazy customers coming in one after another after another mm. he's just another one in a series of customers so you he's never, off your mind he yeah. does right. his business he stand and he's out. gone yeah yeah which it, which is and genius only- because we're not thinking of that at all i mean it's kind of like, like I, I mentioned a quentin tarantino thing it's like you 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 scramble to put together a story given a few clues and some information and then the story is like you think of something that's like oh the boy this is going to be bad and then you're just it's you're hit over the head, which is like well, whatever I thought was bad is venial. It's nothing compared to this. <laughs> hey, I'd be interested if goes. you were if you had someone if you had someone watching this movie for the first time and you stopped at right here, even at the end of this minute, and you asked them, okay, what do you think happened? I wonder what kind of answers you'd get back. I would come and up what, with like yeah, there was uh, there was somebody who uh, just was in there sort of. You know, slipped in like you know, like the right. the I don't literally. know, the guy, yeah, literally. The, I don't know the dude who like fixes the Slurpee machine or something. You know what I mean? That's I just go well. They're in convenience store. There's usually people doing deliveries here and there. Maybe somebody snuck in to use the bathroom, and oh my god, she had sex with a stranger. That's got to be so uncomfortable and unsettling. <laughs> I don't know. I, I might have gone Jay and Silent Bob. Sure, say, Jay. Jay's been wandering around this whole movie, and Willem. The stoner guy's been wandering around this whole movie. Uh, you know could what? Be either Willem, one of those. Willem's not a bad one either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure when my guess would have come to, hey, that customer that was here 35 minutes ago, but no. it wouldn't have been anytime soon. <laughs> well, I, what's interesting is throughout this entire scene in the background, there's this soundtrack, right, of the, of the hermaphrodites. The porn. Yeah, yeah. Having sex. And so we, we have that. And then. You know, there, there's also uh, Caitlin comes out and she kind of has this a, l- a little bit of a exhibitionist quality. She she's saying out loud in public in the store and in front of Randall, "Oh my God, my legs are shaking!" Like that, was, uh, you know, I can't stop them from shaking. That was, that so was incredible. It was that was just amazing. And she's describing the sex in a public place with with Dante's b- best friend there. And then if you notice. While she's doing it, she's she's tying and untying the tie that she's wearing. And so she's kind of doing this in this, like, you know, tie me up a little bit of a subtle sort of, you know, a tying it and pulling it and untying it. And it's just the, the entire scene is a potpourri of fetishes. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, we're only given a small sliver of what we think Caitlin's history is. Sure. But if we're to sure. extrapolate from that sample we're given... um. We have to think it's quite fantastic. It's funny you mention that because uh, a few minutes back she she did mention he said, "Can I join in?" And she said, "You can hold me down." Is what she says to to Randall at one minute. Ah, oh. previous minute. Yeah, yeah. She, she's yeah. She wasn't exactly. Uh, she wasn't you know, totally thrown off it. by the uh, the the right. harsh talk of a couple of young men. Yeah. No, no. It's it's interesting. And she, not offended. She seems like not offended by the porn at all either. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, you're right. Not offended by the porn. And I mean, would you would you consider her cosmopolitan? You know, she she left the hamlet, left the shire, left town, and and is and is out in the world. And so, you know, maybe it's uh, she's not as easily 
shocked. She's not uh, puritanical when it comes to her own sexuality. She's maybe a little bit more liberated. I think she's much more liberated. The problem is I think yeah. she was liberated even while they were dating. Yes, <laughs> even at 15 years old while they were dating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the timeline's all screwy with when they dated. They dated for five years, which we figured out was probably from ages 14 to 19. Yeah, yeah it is kind of funny. Is... Well, so so why, why does Caitlin come back here? Like, what does she see in Dante? Like, what's going on? I think I think Dante's not wrong. He earlier said that she's about to graduate college, and she doesn't know what she's going to do with her life. I think she panics. And ah. while she panics, she tries to go back to something safe. Interesting. Like Dante. Yeah. And I think yeah. Dante likes that because in their power dynamic, he's always been the one with no power. And now with her coming back to him, he feels like he has power. But he and doesn't. That works for him for about 12 hours, right until now, when it all was going to blow up in his face. Yeah. So it finally gets to the end of the minute, and finally somebody's just going to lay it on the line, and she says, so we didn't just have sex in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Dante's line delivery of, no, <laughs> seems pretty good, too. <laughs> well, what, what do you think and Randall she, thinks is going on? I'm not sure, because I think he knows Dante isn't clever enough to come up with a, a long con like this on right. him. Yeah, I think you're right. So it's it's not some sort of elaborate joke. If it was going the other way, maybe you would think Randall might be up for that type of thing. Right. But yeah, I'm not sure. And you can tell right in the last couple seconds, she's starting to realize something's up because she does like the step away from him. Yeah. Like the, uh, uh-oh. Right, right, right. <laughs> like it may be that feeling you get if uh, if you walk out to your where you parked your car and now you don't see it, <laughs> and you get that, uh, uh-oh, yeah. get that sinking feeling. And and you start to write the story. Yeah. <laughs> was there a tornado that came through here that was really small, and it just carried my car out? Just took yeah, it just car. took my car. <laughs> like yeah. hurts. Then, just like that she has done and is going to do, even if you, you walk out there and you know where you parked it, and you know for a fact it's gone, it's stolen, it's whatever, Yeah. you start to think, Maybe that's not where I parked it. Right, right. Maybe, maybe I was, no, no, no. It was a different, you know, driveway. <laughs> not, I mean, I parked in my neighbor's driveway by accident. <laughs> no, it was that tornado that hit the Flanders house on the Simpsons. It was that one tornado. <laughs> I thought it was the tornado that carried away, uh, you know, uh, Jonathan Kent. <laughs> <laughs> we don't discuss that movie, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We had the DC guys on last week, and I told them how much I hate that movie. <laughs> That's why they will probably never be back. All right. I don't think I have any other notes for this minute because my last note is uh, after her last line, I think it's just starting to seep into everybody just how much trouble they're in. How much trouble they're yeah. in. And, and, and you know, I keep staring at the, the little placard on the register that says, if you plan to shoplift, let us know. Uh, you know, wh- where does that – you think that comes into play at all here? You think there's another one in the bathroom that says, if you can plan to commit a sexual assault, please let us know. <laughs> well, and it's it's interesting. We'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know. How How is that? As, as, as what sort of, I mean, if you, that's a tough question. If you're dead, can you, I, how can you assault? I don't know. I, well, I guess that's for, that might be a, a good segue to the next minute. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, either of you guys have anything else you want to add before we, uh, Come back on Friday and solve this mystery. Get the whole Scooby Doo gang together. I'm a li- I'm a little nervous. A little nervous to see to see what exactly happened. <laughs> I guess we'll I'm, find out. Yep. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it's just a it's, well, it's a comic mashup. It's a uh, just a just a 
you know, some wordplay, something's wrong. Yes. I'm sure it won't be something horrific that'll scar somebody for life. Uh, just a misunderstanding. <laughs> All right, uh, Jerry, why don't you tell the fine people where they can uh, hear more of your dulcet tones? Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I, I am part of a podcast called the Indiana Jones Minute, and uh, we do what you guys do here with Clerks, except we do it with the Indiana Jones Minute uh, movies, where we watch the movies a minute at a time and then discuss them um, and, uh, you know, we, we, you can find us at indianajonesminute.com. We also have a Facebook uh, forum, the Indiana Jones Minute Listeners Crusade, where, uh, you know, we kick around all sorts of people's comments and ideas and thoughts, and uh, it becomes irreverent. I don't know if it's as irreverent as this scene, though, in Clerks. <laughs> <laughs> You would almost hope it wasn't. I, I yeah, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> you try to keep it to the least amount of necrophilia you can. We try to. We really do. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you want to find us, we're over on uh, DuelingGenre.com. We're also on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We also have a listeners group, Jane Silent Bob's Quicker Stop. It's just like Quick Stop, except it's a little quicker. Um, you can also check out Movies by Minutes to check out all the other Movies by Minutes. I think there's around 80 of them right now, so... Chances are your favorite movie's probably up there. And if it's not, you know, stop being lazy and do it yourself. Um, you can also check me out on my other podcast, Slycast, the Sylvester Stallone podcast, where we allegedly cover each Sylvester Stallone movie one at a time. I promise you, we'll do another one someday. We're getting there. And you can also check us out on our original Movies by Minutes, The Burbs Minute. Chris, you got anything else? Anything you want to plug? No. I'm not even supposed to be here today. I'm living day to day. Just so- to be